This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. Yes, we're back for another episode of Unlocking Astrology with the unlocker himself, the man with the key, Samuel F. Reynolds. Hello there. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? More importantly. I'm doing better. I'm coming along. Okay. Had a little bit of a health adventure, but you know, you know, coming on the other side. Uh, I saw listen, it coming. Okay. Did did you did you see it coming? Yeah. I mean, I knew I would have some challenges this year. Okay. All right. That's interesting. Do you read your own chart? Yes. Not re- not religiously. You know, like I don't know what's happening from day to day. I don't look each day like, okay, this day I'm gonna, this is gonna happen to me. Blah blah blah. I don't do that. I don't but, know why I never thought to ask you that. So, so what's your process for reading? Like, I don't want my chart read because I'm like, I'm on a ride right now. I don't care how it ends. I mean, I care how it ends, but I'm like so self-directed in that, that I don't want to have anything influence where I'm going. This trajectory needs to do whatever it's going to do naturally. But I know I'm so willful that if I, if you did my chart, I'll be like, okay, now I have to watch out for this. or I got to double down on that. And I, I just want to enjoy the ride, put my hands up and go, we. All right. So what, what's your process? Well, I knew going into this year of life, um, my 53rd year of life, that health would be a sensitive issue for me. So it was, you know, one, speaking of will, um, ready or attempting to ready myself for it. But I think pretty much I was already in the thick of dealing with some health challenges. Um, and speaking of will, Sometimes, you know, you, you, the flesh is, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So, you know, I, I knew particular things doesn't, doesn't necessarily translate as something I, I actively didn't follow up on. You get Does distracted. Everybody, everybody try to lose weight right now. Like right. every day you get up with the goal. I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Up. I'm going to work out, blah, blah, blah. And, and then you had that first and hit a crack, off. whatever that is, whatever your crack is, and you're like, ah, F it, tomorrow. You fall off. And then, um, so, yeah, so I, I knew those general things, and similar to what you just said, because we're, we're similar in that way, and even, even after coming from the hospital, you know, I'm always thinking mind over matter, right? It's like, I will, I will make it happen, blah, 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 not respecting the body's trauma, and that's one of the lessons I've had to learn my whole life, right? And you might say, well, why haven't you learned it at 53? I don't know. Maybe I'm stubborn. It's also my strength. It's my weakness, right? It's what has allowed me to do as much as I've done, you know, considering that I'm someone that the doctor said to my mother when I was a baby, he's got a 50-50 chance of living, right? And he may never walk. He may never run, right? I've run <laughs> around the world. I've you know, all these different things. And that's a testament to Allah's will, you know, Allah's will and giving me will to do the things that I've been able to do. But will can only take you so far. Yeah. Right? Respect so. the science, you people that don't want to wear masks and stuff, whatever. Right. Uh, I don't want to get into a political. So that's, yeah, but that's, that's kind of like, you know, to know people, a lot, of, a lot of people think with astrology that once you know, then you can control all these things around you. And we could chalk it up to free will. We could chalk it up to astrologer's error. But I think what really comes into play is a mixture of a lot of different things, 
you know, intention, will, ignorance, you know, in terms of particular things. So that's kind of, you know, my story. All right. I, and I appreciate the, the transparency, which is why I appreciate this space and this relationship that we're building here, you and I, uh, through this thing called astrology, because it's really bigger than astrology. Uh, all the people whose feelings are hurt, hit dogs holler. Just want to say that. We don't Thank know you. you. We don't know you. So if you feel a ways about it, check your inner self to see why you feel that way. Because yeah, it is amazing because yeah. people think like you just hate Pisces or you hate Aquarians. But I don't hate anybody. And in fact, it was a Pisces who picked me up from the hospital. Right. So I, I love I mean, they're my do or die ride people, cancers and Pisces. I don't hate them, yeah. but I can I, I, you know, as an example, I mean, I'm just talking about Pisces. It could be I think we riled up some Sagittarians too. Yes. Um, yes. But I think the key thing for people to remember, one, I'm giving a perspective. It is informed by my experience and, you know, encounter with people as an astrologer, obviously. It is also informed by thinking through some of these things astrologically. But, you know, like you said, hit dog holler. You have to look at, you know, like, no one is above blame in the astrology game. Nobody. Yeah. And, and the thing that you said, which I thought was most poignant is the things that we're most uncomfortable with all of, all of these Zodiac tendencies are in all of us. So, you know, whatever we're saying about a particular sign, we're saying about everybody in, in, in essence. Um, and I thank you for that. So I thought it'd be interesting since we hit all 12 to, we're going to do cusps, but I wanted to do relationships on the heels of this interview that Oprah did that I wasn't going to watch, but everybody was talking about it. And then I'm like, well, I do a daily talk show. I should probably watch it. Uh, I came away with a lot of different feelings, but when I started looking, the first thing I looked at is both of their signs. So I'm like, Harry, the prince is a Virgo. Yes. And I was like, if the crown knew anything, they had to know what you were not going to do was to make that young man do any, he was never going to bend to your will, but to, for so far. For a lot At of reasons. At some point, once he realized it was an unrighteous move, he was going to make that move unapologetically. Meghan Markle is a Leo. I don't know what that dynamic is, but she seems to be a self-actualized person. She seems to be somebody that has spent some time examining who she is and what moves and motivates. Yes, she's an actress, but there was that, that combination. So I was like, it might be interesting because we were going to do this whole compatibility space uh, eventually anyway to kind of leap into this compatibility, you know, Charles being a, a what is Charles? A Charles is a Scorpio like you. The queen of England is a Taurus. Like you. A Taurus like me. How weird is that? And and how these dynamics play out under this monarchy that we, not we, not me and you, not, we shouldn't, but we have been trained to worship at the feet of unworthy men kings and queens, people who are there by birth, mostly inbred, mostly degenerates. I said it, y'all can at me, but we put them on a throne, literally, in worship at their feet. Why? That's another question for another day, but I just wanted to get that off my chest since we were here. Are you feeling better? I, no, not really. Maybe maybe I should re-examine that too. All right, go ahead. So tell me, tell me what we should be thinking about the relationship and well, how, it, I mean, <clears throat> but, but then we can't really, have, I'm sorry, Sam, we can't really have this conversation without throwing race into the mix. Unfortunately, we can't have this conversation about compatibility without talking about race. 
So lay it on the table. What are you thinking about in terms of race? I mean, we obviously can talk about the astrology to some degree, but yeah, I mean. If, if we were just talking about this Leo woman and this Virgo man, king you know not even an heir to the throne because his brother his father i said to, to you when we talked about the queen ain't none of them sitting on the throne because that queen gonna live until until they get rid of the monarchy i feel like that's her plan i'm gonna keep living to i'm the last I'm, monarch of, of monarch of england that's it i'm done i'm done and that's gonna be it charlie never seeing the throne see you deuces mm -hmm. right that said, you know, um, if this were just normal people, and by normal, I mean not black, uh, and Meghan Markle's not the blackest person you're going to run into. I mean, in some circles, she could have passed. In America, she could have passed at some point. But I'm looking at the racial dynamic. Does that change? Because that forces you to live your life differently, right? So I wonder, and maybe we should do race and astrology, because I would love I've, that. I've often said, you know, if I were not black, because my natural, as you know, is to be left alone. I don't want to be bothered, but I'm always bothered around the slights, you know, the, the missed opportunities because of complexion, the not being asked despite the credentials. And that forces me into this kind of like always warm, always ready on my, you know, on my square when I don't want to, I don't want to fight. Like my natural is just to be left alone. I want to live my happy life, you know, eat my food, see a nice beach to be entertained and chill, read a nice book. And that's it. I don't want to have to think about this stuff every day. So if I'm not black, I'm a different Taurus, I think. Right. I mean, definitely race. I don't believe you can see necessarily someone's race. Well, not necessarily. You can't see someone's race in their chart. What you can see is perhaps more so how they have a certain encounter with society that gets framed by certain dimensions of what we might say a socioeconomic status, right? Um, or even what we could call a racialized status. So an example might be that, you know, if I'm a Serb somewhere, you know, um, or a Muslim Serb, right? It may be that during that particular war, I faced a lot of particular discrimination that's highlighted by a moon-Pluto opposition in my chart. Now, if I had been born black, it would have manifested with an encounter perhaps with uh, the police or something like that, or in terms of a housing situation, as an example. So it's more like the societal framework contextualizes the astrology. Mm. So we, we can see you know, with Megan, Megan is, is interesting. Now, I did not see the interview, so I need to be clear on that. You know, it's not, as I explained to you in a, in a different context, you know, I don't follow the royals as much as many other astrologers. I know some astrologers who know the charts of Lady Di and the Queen off the top of their heads. Um, you know, I am, I want to get too much into my own philosophy related to it, but I recognize this part of my Americanity, which is kind of like, you know, we, we left them behind. And I'm fine with that. Like, I'm done with the royals. I don't need any royals. I also don't, this is going to be a sidebar. I know this might be controversial. I don't need to have it in Africa either. Right? So well, we won't get into that for now. No, I, I agree. <clears throat> you know? So I'm like, I'm not, you know, a royal fanatic. But what's interesting about her and then, you know, seeing it in her chart, 
Who's her? Um, sorry, Meghan, Meghan Markle, um, the Duchess of, of Sussex. Um, what, what's interesting about her, her chart and then her encounter with race is that she's a moon in Libra. She's a sun in Leo with a moon in Libra and a Cancer rising. And from what I've been able to gather, you know, because I Twitter watch a lot of things, you can, if you get on Twitter long enough, um, you know, at the start of something, you can figure out things from the tweets and sometimes some things are streamed through and you can catch it. She seems like she's been going through, you know, and she's not an older woman. I mean, she's what, um, 39 years mm -hmm. old. Um, but I think she went through a late blooming in terms of some dimensions of her racial consciousness and awareness. And with that moon and Libra conjoined, I and mean, she's part of a very special generation. I'm going to talk about this generation. And they're not a, you know, a wide birth of time, but um, those born 1980, 1981, were, went through something that astrologers call the great mutation. I know that sounds messed up, but that's not, just hold on, it's not what it is. So it's when Saturn and Jupiter conjoined in an air sign breaking a cycle of 240 years of coming together in earth signs. And then that has now come to pass, you know, starting in 2020, Jupiter and Saturn came together in Aquarius and now in air signs, and that's gonna be true for the next 240 years. Now, what does this mean? That particular generation dealing with air really wants air. You know, like we, we talk about, you know, in, in, black, in black America, you know, I can't breathe, right? So they want this sense of air. They want this sense of life surging through them. They want the sense of freedom, communication, all that. She's part of that group, right? And wanting to kind of express themselves. Now, she also has a North Node in Leo. So she may have felt this sense of specialness throughout her life, right? She may not have known it was going to manifest as becoming a princess, but it, it has come that. But she has this, this dissonance you know, between wanting to kind of find a way in which to breathe and articulate herself and at the same time affirm the sense of specialness. So her coming to her racial consciousness kind of exacerbated by Britain and Britain's consciousness. It's, and we need to talk about this because a lot of times Americans don't seem to take this into account and Brits aren't honest about this. Britain has long had a race problem. I've had so many Brits come to me no. and say, like, listen, we're not like you, you know, in your states, you know, and how you do things. That's not, it's not how we do things here, right? And I'm like, you're worse, right? <laughs> you're worse because there's been a greater push of assimilation in your country than we had the ability to do in our country, right? You know, so there's been this shift and so a lot of things have become muted. So for her as an American, Dennis Leo, with a moon in Libra, to be caught up in one of the stodgiest institutions of all stodgy institutions was really a challenge, right? And so that was one kind of thing. Now, one might even argue, maybe it was a mistake for her. Maybe if she had an astrologer, it might be say like, girl, do you really wanna do this? Is this the thing that, you know, you might love him, but this. No, 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 yeah, no, no, no. And here's why. No, no, no. Um, Talk to me. 
Would we know Meghan Markle? Because I watch Suits. That's where I found it. That's where I first saw her. Mm -hmm. Suits. She was not the star of Suits. If she had not done this, she would not. Two billion people saw her. Two billion people saw her get married. Mm -hmm. Or she married three days before the ceremony. Three billion, two billion people tuned in to her wedding ceremony, including me. I watched it. I watched. It, it was amazing. The gospel choir, her beautiful mm -hmm. mother, you know, all of the yeah. dynamics, Serena and Oprah and all of the celebrities that showed up, her suits cast. Um, I don't know an astrologer that would tell her not to do this. This has been life well, altering, both good and bad, but she- I won't know. I don't know if I would have said not. I would have said, are you sure? You know, and that's what I said, which is like, this is a challenge, right? Because, you know, there's a part of you that Sun and Leo, that Leo, North No, Mercury and Leo, that feels affirmed by this. But there's a part of you that may feel suffocated mm. by this. So I think that's kind of the, you know, this is always kind of the, you know, the duality that one can deal with. Now, in relation to um, Harry, she before you before you do that, because I you know I just want to say this. I think a lot of people run from run from pressure. That's true. Everyone wants an easy life, right? Everybody wants an easy. Life. Who doesn't? Who doesn't want somebody to just pay their bills and suck their thumb and go on about their business? Maybe not suck the thumb. I added that, but I I think you know if if we are and, and this is the the challenge with getting your chart read. If you avoid the trouble because it's hard, then you never become potentially what you're going to be or what you were put here to be, right? So I, I agree with you. It the, is the problem. Right, go ahead, I'm sorry. But the problem that I think some astrologers lapse into and many people is that they don't think about the problem. They think about, this is what I'm going to gain. This is what I get as the affirmation. Because especially for Black people, we're so hungry for the affirmation that we don't think about what we're getting into what we're stepping into. So it's good to go into something with your eyes completely wide open, right? But that's what I think would have been most important for her to recognize. Now, here's the interesting thing. I believe she found in Harry the perfect mm. impetus by which to find that freedom in that those closed circumstances. Now, I think I told you I hadn't really paid much attention to their charts. I mean, I have tons of colleagues and astrologers who kind of gone on and on about um, Megan and Harry and their child and <clears throat> everything else. And I'm like, whatever. So I looked at their chart and I will tell you, I was gobsmacked looking, looking at gobsmacked, um, what, gobsmacked. <laughs> um, looking at Mars, her Mars is exactly opposite to his ascendant. Now, let me explain. When I say exactly, to the degree and the minute, which is- Wow. It's, it's, it's too, it's phenomenal. It's, it's not even just rare. Like it's, you can get to the degree, but not to the minute. And why is this important? And what is it, first, what do I mean? Okay, so Harry is a Capricorn rising 11 degrees, um, 26 minutes. So your rising sign, People might, might remember, I've talked about the rising sign is the route by which you're steering through to fulfill your soul's intention, right? It gives us the, the overall map, literally, of 
you know, how you're making it out, making out in life. So that's his particular dealing with, you know, feeling the, the he didn't feel exactly the burden of the crown by being a Capricorn rising, but I think he came with some measure of dealing with some, some burdens, obviously losing his mother, you know, feeling the weight of that. He is the one who actually had a military life, right? So her Mars, right? is actually directly opposite to that point, what we call the descendant. So she militarizes him on some level. She emboldens him, right? Now, on a different level that has probably not manifested yet, and I hope it never manifests, she also can goad him, right? You know, maybe she like prods him and, you know, he might, she might get on his nerves eventually, I hope not, but because um, that Mars signifying that can be that kind of dynamic. But right now, she's like, what are we doing? Um, I don't know, what are we doing? We're moving, okay, we're moving. Right, and I'm not trying to make him into something spineless or that he doesn't have some sense, but I think it actually gives him the fortitude to move on feelings and thoughts he has long had. Like his anger, people are like, Oh, I think he's angry at his father. He's been angry at his father for a long time. His Saturn is opposite to his moon, right? So some measure of dealing with authority, trusting authority, feeling safe, feeling like he really does have that sense of nurturing, he doesn't feel like he's had, right? Um, he probably, I didn't see the interview. I'm sure he was very careful in discussions about his mother, right? because I'm sure he has very deep-seated feelings about his mother and what happened to her, right? And so I think there's some of that because his Mars is Actually, also- that was the impetus, right? Because mm -hmm. his mother is not here because the paparazzi, because the media, because the press, because the, the, the crown didn't protect her. So mm -hmm. two things going on. And now they stripped the protection from his wife and his child in particular, no protection. And I see the same thing happening with the media. Yeah. And now we got this race thing on top of it. And they're being very mean, cruel. And this woman, my wife, I love her. I do not want this to happen. I lost my mother. I don't want to lose the mother of my child. Right. So, and that's, so I think these things are deep seated in him. And I think, you know, she emboldens him to kind of separate himself from that, that life. Whereas if he probably had married a Brit, you know, or someone who didn't have this level of controversy surrounding her, um, he might've felt trapped, even more trapped. Trapped know, was the word, they used the word trapped. How weird he would've felt more trapped because it's like, you know, I would have been, you know, dealing with a woman who's like, this is what I want. This is what I was bred for, right? You didn't get that in Megan. Megan may have had a sense of, you know, a touch of wanting to feel special and destiny with that, but she hadn't been bred to kind of become a royal. Right. And didn't I think know, he struggled. Didn't even know how to curtsy, didn't know the protocol, had to look up how to do some of these things on the internet. Right. Okay. Yeah, so, so I think- Compatibility though. Yeah, right. so- Because I, I was saying, you know, just on the Virgo tip, she picked the right one because by and large, my experience with Virgo is like they, not that they don't give a F, but they are willing to walk away from a situation that is not in their best interest and they don't care what it looks like. 
they don't care what you think about that, right? They're gonna do what they feel is right. So I felt like she had the right person to, to do this with, to make this move. I think that can be somewhat true. I mean, remember neighboring signs can be both a boon and a challenge, mm. right? Because the boon is that they may have some overlap of planets to share, like in terms of, you know, like they, um, they don't have a lot of overlap. I mean, he has a Venus in Libra. She has four planets in Libra. So dealing with manners, communication, or I should say respect in communication, that's going to be important for both of them, which is a good thing that they can share. So the other boon is that, you know, at least one of them has kind of lived through the other sign, right? So, you know, the Virgo has gone and lived through Leo in utero, at least. The challenge that can happen between neighboring signs is that sometimes there can be a disconnect in terms of, you know, not even just a disconnect, a, a challenge where they feel like a, a, a dissonance because one feels like they're the answer to the other, right? Now, Harry is manifesting the better attributes of Virgo, mm -hmm. you know, in terms of his meticulous attention to his wife, right? Not just in terms of her safety, you know, one of the things that we can, you know, especially as a man can, you know, appreciate him doing is how he's always, you know, untangling and pulling out her hair when it gets, you know, pulled down or something goes out of whack and just really careful about like what happens around her and to her. That's Virgo, right? And so he's going to be thinking about the details. She might be the impetus in terms of like, this is not what we need to do, but in terms of making it happen and laying it out, that's what Harry's going to be very good at and making the planning related to that. And it's not just because of his privilege, but I think, you know, I think he does have the meticulous attention. He has a Mercury in Virgo as well. So he's probably an excellent thinker and planner um, and being able to like, spell through things. So I think that's where they support, but this is a challenge often, you know, like, you know, I'm a Scorpio, my wife's a Sagittarius, right? So we're in the, so there's ways in which we might feel like your neighboring signs, we understand each other. Then it's kind of like, well, why are you still talking though? Right? We have those moments where it's kind of like, you know, all right, you're going to be who you are. I am who I am. And I think the dynamic is learning to appreciate that, even though there are glimpses of rec recognition, right? And I think, you know, they're a relatively young couple. So that's going to be important for them to, you know, as a couple, I'm not talking about them as, you know, their age per se, but ways to kind of um, monitor that and be attentive to that. Um, you know, as, as we start this journey uh, with this compatibility, typically uh, neighboring signs are not compatible chart-wise. Like what, what's well, the ideal, you know, and you got got to, I guess, have your full chart read to be able to see absolutely whether you're really compatible, but just on the sun sign, you know. On the sun sign level, are, neighboring signs are, I would probably say if people needed to have percentages are a toss up, are 50-50, right? They're... They're not given as much credit in astrological texts that people pop texts or things as they should, right? But at the same time, I would never oversell them, right? I would never be like, you know, Taurus, you need to get with the Gemini 
Aries, Taurus, I mean, it happens quite often, but it also can happen where it's like, oh yeah, y'all got together, but do y'all really stay together, whatever, you know? But at the same time, I see a lot of astrologers, they get locked into their, you know, set thinking. Like they might say for Harry, you know, you do better if you were with a Scorpio or if you were with a Pisces, the opposite sign or Taurus, right? They wouldn't say necessarily a fire sign. Same thing for, for Megan as a fire sign, you do better with an Aries or you do better with a Sag, um, but they wouldn't necessarily go for an earth sign. So, <clears throat> but what I think um, is that that Mars, you know, in, in her chart, being at the exact minute of his ascendant, that's like, that rings like a bell. That rings like, you know, I got this singing bowl here and it sounds like that even better. It's like kind of like, whoa, you know, that's what I was looking for when I first looked at their charts. I wanted to see like something that lit up, you know, okay. one of their ascendants or descendants, the midheaven or the IC, you know, they don't have um, the same connection with their moons. Their moons are still ruled by Venus, the same planet. So I think that does help. Um, so they're, they're not just a, a well-mannered couple for the screen. I think they're a well-mannered couple and deal with respect between each other, mm. even privately, which I think is essential in a relationship. That's one of the first things to go. Yes, when no one's looking, right? Mm -hmm. What about people the same sign? You know, because I often think like Torian men are different than Torian women. And, you know, I don't particularly, me personally, eh, eh, you know, Torian men, nope. What, what about that it is, is a gender thing? And now we're in these non-binary spaces. And then we got, of course, same sex folk. Um, what, how does that play out in terms of compatibility? So the familiarity of being with someone who may have similar signatures in terms of the sun, Mercury, Venus, See, Mercury and Venus can never be too far from the sun, you know, in, in terms of literally degrees. Mm -hmm. So by virtue of that, they're likely to be in the same sign as the sun. So if you're a sun, in, as you are, sun in Taurus, right? Someone else is a sun in Taurus. They may have a Mercury close to your Mercury, a Venus close to your Venus, right? And then if the moons can line up by the same element or modality, you got something going. The problem that can happen if you have too much familiarity, you end up with your sister, your brother, your roommate, right? Because, you know, you have bed death because <laughs> you have so much familiarity, you know, sense of connection that you don't have enough sparks. At least between two adjacent signs, you have some dissonance enough where you're kind of like, what's that? What's that? Oh, that was sexy. That was, yeah, baby. You know, and something happens. Whereas the friction, the you friction. Have the friction happening. Yes. You don't have that same friction that can happen in the same sign, which though, which is fascinating. Many people think that's what they need. That's what they want. That's what they should have. And it's not true, right? You don't want a, another you completely because the more that you have another you, it, long-term, it could actually become like, you know, we're, you know, this feels like, okay, I'm, I, I, I got me down now, you know, after <laughs> 10 years, 20 years, 
what what else can happen? So what you're saying is that the hallmark of any relationship is discovery. Absolutely. And it's hard to discover when you already know. So we should all challenge ourselves to be so so are there signs that should not be together? No, I don't believe in that. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah, no. No. There 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 one I think it's irresponsible for any astrologer to kind of say no two signs because we have to look at a whole chart, right? And so for instance, if I were to, and that's why I'm very careful when I consult with clients that I don't say like, oh girl, you should be with a Pisces. Oh, oh my man, you know, you should get with a, a Scorpio. Because I'll be honest, I don't think, you know, I'll say to them, I don't think you know what you're looking for in that sense. Meaning you might meet someone who, if I say to you like, go look for a Scorpio. You might meet someone who's a sun in Leo, moon in Libra, Scorpio rising, right? But you just heard Leo and you're like, no, no, I have to. Oh, yeah. You heard someone say they were Leo, not realizing they're Scorpio rising, which could work per got what I said. Got you, got you, got you. Got so you need someone, you know, who can tick more certain boxes that we could talk about what those boxes might need to be. But I don't think it should ever become like this sign is good, this sign is bad. And I want to address something that brings up a, a, a very interesting question I hear often, um, which is, you know, I don't get along with this particular sign, which we talked about in different permutations. Um, you know, we could easily say that, yes, it could be that there's something within you that is um, you haven't made peace with related to it. And that's that's true. But I think the other layers of that, especially if we're talking about romantic relationships, is that and, and people also have to understand that this may be for a particular time, not for always. So it may be that, okay, there's a time frame where you went through like three Gemini women and it was disastrous for you, right? And you're just like, you swear off Geminis. Not realizing that you may have been going, going through a particular transit of a planet in Gemini or a particular um, testing of some element of your chart where you might have a moon in Gemini, right? And then, you know, you go through a spat of dating like Aries women, doesn't work out. Then you meet a Gemini, like, oh, blah, blah, blah. But you might be ready. You might be now like, this is a different person. You're different, you're older, different context, you've grown. And so you can make more space, you know, and don't see things a certain way. You know, I know that's how my dating life has been, you know, in terms of, you know, before. So th those are things to contemplate. Did you do her chart and your chart before you got married? <laughs> so yes, the short answer is yes. But she also had been studying astrology. So she knew, she was a quick student. Um, she knew some things like, oh, my son is on your midheaven. Like she knew, like, and your Saturn is here, blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's a longer conversation, but she pretty much hooked me in than me hooking her in. And okay. Knew, knew and it astrologically. Talk, and let's talk about all of those nuances. And I also, last question, do you think, and I'm growing to believe the latter, but do you think we are going to, you know, all of us are destined to have that forever notebook type love? Or or is this a series of discovery of, of self as we, you know, navigate through other people, relationships? Mm. Well, I think you can have those series of discoveries even with one person. 
if it's a person who's committed to their own growth and their own learning. So I think the key tie-in is being commitment to being committed to discovery and um, learning dimensions of yourself and recognizing how that works in real time through something that we call the cosmos, which we call through astrology. So I think that's kind of the tie-in. In terms of notebook love, you know, I don't want to. Say, I am a recovering cynic, and I will say recovering, recovering. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, but I will say that um, I I don't know if that you know romantic love is relatively new in human history, right? This idea um, that you know I find the one, I'm with the one. That's probably you know six seven hundred years old in terms of how it's working in human history. So I think that's something that if people want to draw and need comfort from that, I think that's wonderful. But I don't think that that's the key dimension that what we're, we're seeking or what astrology, you know, blesses or even promises. A lot of people have used to come to me and be like, you know, is this my soulmate? Have I found my soulmate, blah, blah, blah. And they're looking through astrology and I tell them, what I can see is where you have compatibility and what you kind of can work to make happen. This whole thing about soulmates, and I'm not poo-pooing it or whatever, because that's not my philosophical basis for things or understanding. But I will say this, I have seen plenty of situations where people have found their soulmates and their soulmate didn't want to be on board with their program. <laughs> right? So you may have found your soulmate, but doesn't mean that it's going to be you and that person for the rest of your lives. I love it. Uh, all right. Well, we're just scratching the surface. We'll be back with more Unlocking so Astrology. Oh, you can follow him at unlockastrology.com and SF Reynolds on the Twitters. Sir, uh, thank you. Back in my day, thank we you. had planets too. Uh, yes, we're in the same day. Just want to mm -hmm. let you know. All right. Yep. Appreciate you. And uh, speedy and full recovery, sir. Thank It'll you. Thank you, Karen. All right. Thank bye you. Bye-bye.